1: All right, we got a football Friday coming at you here on the thetalkzone.com. Two guys in a mug shell, lots of football talk. We'll sneak in some baseball talk. We'll jump off the sports page, and uh, who knows, if things really get boring and we can't find anything else to talk about, we'll probably bring up the weather. That happens occasionally on this show. Big Dog and a coach at your service, David Olson. On the other side of the window, pain? Or as we occasionally say, the pain. On the other side of the window, our fine producer, let's listen to some music, and then we'll introduce our distinguished semi-distinguished guest for today's show.
2: <laughs> we, we have a distinguished guest.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say it was one out of two, because uh, we were going to listen to the music of the show. I was right about that part. but uh, And it's not really a guest. It's our regular co-host, but I think I nailed the semi-distinguished part. There's a lot of adjectives for you, Big Don, but I think semi-distinguished, probably in the top five. How are you, buddy?
3: Oh, hold on a second. You were talking about me? Yes. That, that hurts a little bit, Coach, to be quite honest.
1: Well, I said semi. I didn't say anti. <laughs> I gave you the benefit of the clout. You have
3: to admit, when it comes to me, I'm either all in or all out. I'm not semi-anything.
1: That's 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 probably a accurate description. That's why we love you on the uh, radio yes. here on the internet uh, talk show, Big Dome That's why you are America's number one popular sports talk host at an internet station uh, that tends to be non-speaking English in their listening audience.
3: <laughs> wow, wow! I mean, with that's a certain demographic. I'm glad I'm at the top of the
1: chart. Well, you know, in order for us to get number one, we really had to get uh, we had to. Seek some specificity in our uh, clientele, but we finally found one where you are ranked number one. And again, I remind you as a a source of comfort, I hope, that uh, our number one listening audience rating show, again, is breastfeeding moms at home, big dog.
3: Oh, that's good. As, as long as the breastfeeding moms are happy, Coach, I'm
1: happy. All. It's kind of, you know, through many frustrating quarters of ratings, and, you know, we we keep digging away with a little train that could. We're battling constantly uphill. We're hopefully at some point going to be able to get to the top and peak down a little bit, but at this point it's a climb uphill. But the one constant peak, to, the one source of satisfaction for the two of us is we do know that we dominate the market for breastfeeding moms, and it's uh, certainly a, a source of comfort, if nothing else.
3: Now, uh, Hall of Fame football coach Pete Ventrilli used to tell me all the time, "Expect greatness. Expect greatness." Well, I've been sitting around, coach, waiting for greatness. Okay, I'm expecting it, and it hasn't showed up yet.
1: Well, we're on the we're on the slow uptick, though, big dog. Things are okay. starting to turn. I can feel it. And yeah, by the yeah, way, just waiting around for it. <laughs> yeah, patience can be a virtue. Patience can be a penalty as well. But okay. by the way, speaking of breastfeeding moms, I was uh, flipping around on TV yesterday. Caught a movie called. Flirting with disaster, a Ben Stiller in his typical role. Very funny movie. Tia Leone, but it did have a Patricia Arquette starring okay. in that movie. And Patricia Arquette in an airplane seat in a breastfeeding situation. Outstanding television. Big dub.
3: What well, was somebody like staring at her and she got upset about it because that girl <sighs> might give might have the best fast of any woman who does Fast in any movie
1: it was uh it was featured early and often throughout the movie almost to the point of distraction quite frankly i thought they you know they made too much of a point of that but it was a uh a young josh brolin sitting in the seat next to her that was enjoying the activity i hope the baby was too but i know josh brolin was
3: <laughs> <laughs> now she is so good at uh at uh fiction i mean she plays a really minor role but she is so good in that movie that i could just I'm imagining her is the same character as the breastfeeding mom on the plane, which I'm sure she is not. Okay, but still, <laughs> as somebody robbing a restaurant, yeah. she was absolutely spectacular.
1: Yeah, I will tell you, Flirting with Disaster and Pulp Fiction are about as two opposite movies as you can possibly get. I don't even remember Patricia
0: Arquette in Pulp Fiction, to be honest you. With
3: know, me. she was the one who, with Eric Stolz, they robbed uh, the restaurant.
0: Wrong Arquette. Oh. Wrong Arquette and Wrong Roll. Which Arquette was it? It was uh, it wasn't Patricia. It was her sister. I didn't know there was an uh-huh. um. Yeah, so
3: there, name, are, uh, there are a couple R-cats. Her name Patricia starts Arquette with an, was an R. In Fiction, though, right?
0: Yeah, but Ro- she was uh, Eric Stoltz's girlfriend with all the piercing in her face. Uh, yeah. Piercings in her face.
3: Uh huh. Was that Patricia?
0: It wasn't Patricia. It was her sister,
3: Rosie Arquette. That's it. Yep. Okay.
0: Rosie well, I don't know Arquette. I
3: don't know who Patricia Arquette is then.
1: Never knew there was a rosy arc. but at any rate, Big Dog, we advertise on our Facebook page and the uh, tweets we've been sending out. NFL Football Show today predictions: the Big Dog coming at you, David Olson, the hottest uh, versus the point spread predictor in uh, I would argue in the country right now. It's there, early, there, but huh? Only Phil Helmies, only
3: few Phil Helmets is as hot as I've been looking up as David Olson. You know the, 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 the jerk that does that plays the card. Well, no. he's picking games almost as high as Dave Olson is right now except he's charging like a $100 a game and Dave Olson is giving
1: them off for free. Wow, not for long, by the way. We've been informed that uh David goes 2 and 1 or 3 and 0 oh again. There might be uh we might go Bank of America on our listeners and uh, charge a slight $5 handling fee, maybe just once a month.
3: Well, those people need to get the same exact account that I have. Yes. Because that account has no – as long as I don't talk to another human being, I will never have to pay a cent to Bank of America. It's
1: outstanding. My contract. It's outstanding. I remember there was okay, a time in your – I don't want to talk your, to uh... anyways. Huh? So, I was like, I don't want to talk to anybody
3: anyways. You're, you're, the people that work at behind your counters are nothing but rude, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, so just as long as you don't talk to those people –
1: you're going to have to pay for your bank account it's a cheap shot at uh, uh, overzealous generalization of some of the fine employees possible listeners to our two guys in a mic show who work for bank of America it's a cheap shot big dog I fully expect coach, you to rescind
3: coach they they're at they're at work right now okay so we' yeah. worry about some listeners
1: yes we do in oh, case good. you haven't realized we are uh, an internet sports talk show no longer on the radio so we count on listeners at work tuning oh, into our right, show my like friend.
3: Like I said, those Bank of America employees yes. are right on. They're
1: Yes. There was, if I remember correctly, when you were financially down in your social life, was going particularly well, where I don't know how I gently put this, but didn't you charge a handling fee for a brief period of time? I, to be
3: quite honest with you, Coach, yes. And <laughs> I, was, I, I was surprised yeah. to say how often that I actually charged
1: it. <laughs> How'd that work for you? Yeah, you know what? Don't answer that. Well, a guy named Earl owes me a lot of money. <laughs> the fact that you're doing an internet sports talk show right now from 10 to 11 in the morning probably answers that question better. It couldn't have been that fruitful. No, it was. Yeah, but it is a football Friday, big deal. We got NFL football predictions, and uh, I got me a feeling didn't hit until this morning, about 6:43, right somewhere between a banana and a bagel. But guy, uh, the the you know the the. Hint hit me, the urge, no, it's not really an urge, but the feeling hit me, and that is that tomorrow, my friend, Uh huh. tomorrow, and you know how we're kind of in a comfort zone in college football right now, you know, we're kind of going along, it's kind of passe time a little bit, tomorrow is going to be upset Saturday in college football. What do you think about that?
3: You know, you know, Coach, it's so funny that you said that, because I was just thinking, I'm like, hey, what was anything crazy happening in college football this year? And I was just like talking to my boys yesterday, about how this has been one of the the least surprising seasons of anything yep. that has happened so far.
1: Mm-hmm. It's been entertaining. And, it just hasn't been bizarre.
3: Oh yeah, no, you're exactly right. Some of the games have been just downright unbelievable. But if you look at the top twenty five on August thirty first, as opposed to mm-hmm. right now, there's only a couple newcomers, and there's nobody yep. where you're like, really? How did that happen? Yep. Nothing. Like you, like you see like Illinois in the top fifteen, and you're like, well, you know. They had some decent talent coming back. It's not that much of a surprise. And then you look at them. There's really nobody in the top 25. Where you scratch your head and said, "How did that happen?" It's good. Well, this week somebody might be out of the top 25 that has been there all year. And, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I like it, coach. Right. I, I got I got four for you. I got four upsets. I want you to uh, put them in uh, uh, decent no ascending order. Okay. Of the possibility of upset. So here are my four upset specials. I got Washington State. The beleaguered Cougars are going to pull off the upset and knock off Stanford. That's going to shock the world. Maryland, the Terrapin, brand-new coach there, Ralph Fridgen still ticked off. He got fired, but the Maryland Terrapin going to get their biggest win. They will upset Clemson, who's been on an incredible roll this year. Tennessee over LSU, my friend, Tennessee over LSU. And are you sitting down, big dog? Yeah. Are you sitting down? The shocker of the weekend. The shocker of the weekend. My good friend, Turner Gill. And the Kansas Jayhawk will defeat the Oklahoma Sooners.
3: Okay, coach. Uh, now two of those. There's actually like a, right. a little validity there, but if you honestly, I mean, Tennessee beating LSU because of LSU's offense is average, and the, you know what I'm saying, since they're an average offense, you could get upset there. And Maryland beating Clemson. Clemson's known. Clemson has been known to stub their toe, okay? Even though I do think this might be the best Clemson team we've yep. seen since
1: 1981. Okay, yep. this team is...
3: Have you have you in, enjoyed the dulcet tones of a Dabo Sweeney yet? Have you looked him up? Have you found out about this coach?
1: Mm, minimal. Minimal. We're but all right. I need to know about Clemson...
3: Also, I want to play for the Clemson Tigers and play for Dabo Sweeney. I want to play for this guy, coach, is all I have to mm-hmm. say. I love their coach. The other two... So I, I just still don't think anyone – but Kansas being LSU, Maryland beating Clemson is absolutely on the radar. Those teams better watch out. Kansas is not touching – are they going to Kansas? What's going to happen is in the middle of the second quarter, someone in like Oklahoma's secondary is going to take a nap? I mean, I, I, that's not going to happen, Coach. And yeah. the other one – what was the other one that you said? It was the
1: worst one by far. Washington State, the beleaguered Cougar. Oh. That's their official nickname, oh. by the way. Yeah, They're no longer the cougar. Their right. official nickname is the beleaguered cougar. Their mascot is like a cougar with a droopy, droopy outfit. He's like, you know, crying. He's sad. It's it's quite discouraging. But I got Washington State over Andrew Luck and Stanford.
3: He's been declawed. No, no, that's an impossibility. Washington State beating Stanford coach is first of all, Stanford is a legitimate top ten team.
1: I agree with that.
3: Washington State is legitimately. One of the better Division Three teams in American football right now. They
1: are the beleaguered Cougar.
3: That there's there. That's an impossibility. I mean, that, that, those all must be home games that you're talking about too, like at Kansas, at Washington State, mm-hmm. at Tennessee, right?
1: Yeah. And, and let me remind you. Let me remind you that part of my uh, shocking prediction of Kansas over Oklahoma, and again, it hit me about 6:43 this morning, right after the bagel, right before the banana. Is do you know what the, tonight at 12 o'clock is, my friend?
3: It's Midnight Madness, Coach. Trust ah, me. That's just, no, no, no! You gotta understand. I have an appreciation for basketball. The NBA yes. variety doesn't really. I could really care less. But, hey Joel, I know you're a big sports fan. How do you feel about the NBA <laughs> lockout? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll watch Purdue versus Indiana, yep. Georgetown versus Connecticut, very
1: it'll happily. Very Thank good. you very much.
3: Yes, there'll be very good basketball on. Well, everybody. The only thing that bothers me is this is the best Bulls roster a long time since 1998, and it does bother me a little bit because I'm a Big fan and I do want to see him play well. Yep. But yes, I'll I'll be able to go on. My life will still, the earth will still continue to spin if if David Stern decides to cancel the season because he signed that horrible contract against himself a couple years
1: ago. I'm completely with you on the NBA stuff. Yes, David.
0: (laughs) And David Stern said yesterday, don't expect to see the uh, NBA before Christmas.
1: Yeah. Part of that is because the other side is not giving it. Tuesday. Why Tuesday did he didn't is say the next Hanukkah? time. What's that dog?
3: Why did he say Hanukkah? Why did he say who? Why didn't he say Hanukkah? I don't know. Because yeah, no, Christmas David comes started. after Hanukkah. He's, make, he's
1: making a religious. Yeah. I don't, I don't know any Epstein's or Schwartz's playing in the NBA, but that's a good point, my friend. <laughs> but Tuesday they're going to be re-meeting. But my point, my point of bringing that up is the Kansas Jayhawk and the Kraut spurred on by the midnight madness basketball fever, all of a sudden the Jayhawk football team doesn't want to get one upped. The enthusiasm of the crowd will be kicking in a little bit. And uh Kansas it offensively been done. Offensively they're actually a legitimate, pretty good division one team. Their defense has been just brutal. Somehow or other I think the defense will step up and play a game.
3: Yeah, they got uh they got a, a legitimate first or second round draft pick in Desmond Briscoe coached they like a six foot four massive wide receiver. Who returns kicks? Mm-hmm. Just watch this guy return kicks. is just mind-boggling. Other than that, I, I mean, I, I see Kansas does have a good offense coach, but I, don't you say great defense first, you know? And maybe you know your yep. that can give you a game. I, I Oklahoma should score forty points. They mm-hmm. should score forty points. But like when you go into Northwestern, you go into if you go to a Kansas football game, coach. If you've watched those, you could fall asleep as an opposing team, and actually you know you look up at the scoreboard, you're like we're losing. And you're in a, in panic, so mm-hmm. the, I can definitely see upset alert on those, but without a doubt, there's no way Washington right. State will doubt an upset against them.
1: Well, at That's any rate, I am, picking, uh, I am picking it to be an upset Saturday. We'll see if the Apple car can get turned just a bit, because as you so well alluded to, it's been, uh, again, a very exciting season. The talent level, I think, is as high as it's ever been, but... It's pretty much gone par for the course, a few upsets, but not any major upsets. So we will see. But another Saturday at college football, the weather and the uh, atmosphere, Big Dog, should be as great as ever for Saturday college football.
3: What, what I want you to do is go on to one of those uh, websites that actually will take your money and you'll never get it back, but put a dollar down on one of those. If you put one dollar down and put a four-team parlay for winning, not against the spread, just for winning, those four games, you'll get $10,000 to one. Wow, that's how that's how much the odds will be against you for those four games winning. Wow, not kidding you, but you pick four games that are legitimately twenty to one against. That's like ten thousand dollars to one. Mm-hmm.
1: And you're saying I got to hit all four of them in order to win? Oof. Yeah, in order
3: to win, you would have to if you if you put a dollar down and pick those four games to win, you would win ten thousand dollars. That's how big of upsets you just picked is what I'm trying to get.
1: Interesting, interesting. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to. Quite do that, but uh, you know, maybe who knows? Maybe I'll throw caution to the wind. I don't know if you were here last week, you were still might have been enjoying your uh, Viva Mexico vacation. But I mentioned uh, we ran into one of our listeners, Wilma Jeff, who had a friend uh, who was in Vegas about a month and a half ago, Doug. Uh huh, avid St. Louis Cardinal fan. At that point, the Cardinals were nine and a half games back, and the Atlanta Braves were cruising. And uh, just for the H of it, apparently he was having a pretty good uh, couple of days in Vegas. His beloved card, he put $250 down on the Cardinals. Uh,
3: to uh, do what?
1: To, to uh, get to the World Series. To and win the National League? To get to the World Series when they were nine and a half games out. I think he got, I forget what they said, 500 to one odds. Bottom line is, if they get to the World Series, this guy will win $143,000.
3: I am rooting for that kid. Oh, my goodness, that is awesome. Seriously, I can't even imagine what he's going through right now. To win that much money while watching sports, his wife probably hates baseball. Mm-hmm. Stick to the Cardinals. Well, I guarantee you right now she has a Fernando Salas oh. jersey on right now. Tony <laughs> La Russa.
1: I don't there know if you had a a, It'd be almost too hard to watch if you had $143,000 riding on... what Basically now it's a best two out of three, correct? Because the Brewers won last night.
3: Uh, I did not know the Brewers won last night, Coach. I did watch the Tiger game, and thank mm-hmm. you for letting me know. I was extremely busy.
1: Yeah, Randy Wolf came through with a great pitching performance. We'll sneak in a little baseball talk, but the football... First and foremost today, we got by Beat the Schmoes, make our football predictions. It's a uh, football Friday here on the show. We invite our listeners to check in at 99, or 888-463-674. I was thinking of Herman Cain, 999. Nine, nine, nine. All of a sudden, people are starting to check out Herman Cain's theory, and it's not uh, looking quite so good. But uh, our phone number, as opposed to Herman Cain's economic theory and tax theory, is 888 463 48, Dog, you're going to make your picks today. Red Hat David Olson, and I'll try to sneak mine in as well. But right now, let's go out to the phone lines, and Big Dog, I will let you make the selection. We can go to two, line four, line six, or line eight, or whichever one you appreciate.
3: Uh, Let's go to line eight, Coach.
1: Eight? Eight. What about the guy on line four? (laughs) I love doing it. It really ticks Big Dog off. I enjoy doing that. I can just feel the pain coming over the telephone line. All right, out the line. eight, we go. Checking in uh, just north of the border. He's probably a Brewers fan, but he's here to make us beat the Schmoes football picks. It's uh, Wisconsin John. Checking in. John, how are you?
2: That's okay. I was the guy on line four as well. so I used two cell phones. I figured, which the one they get
1: to first? Yeah, in that case, we should have taken the guy on line two. Yeah,
2: there you go. He hey, says, you know, how about the Brewers? You know, playing small ball yesterday, guys, and they come out, get four runs, and beat the Cardinals. Finally, Will settles down after the second inning and only allows two runs throughout the whole game. Bullpen comes in in the seventh, eighth inning, ninth inning, and holds them, and the Brewers were in 42. to two. That's a great game that was last night.
1: Yeah, huge pitching performance from Randy Wolf. You talk about a time when they needed a quality uh, start. They got it from Randy Wolf, and, uh, uh, bullpen shut him down. Axelrod came in and did his thing, and uh, the Brewers got it even at two to two. To me, big dog, when I watch Philadelphia play St. Louis, the favored Philadelphia team, they were tight, really yeah. tight. When I watch Milwaukee, I know they're the favored team, of Wisconsin John, but I don't feel like they're feeling the pressure like Philadelphia. I still feel body language wise, like the Brewers feel like they're they're hunting, not being hunted.
3: Well. How could you, like, have pressure when you got Tony plush on your team? Tony who? Tony Plesh.
1: Who's Tony flush
3: Nigel Morgan, the guy who has, like, uh. 80 personalities.
1: <laughs> okay, that dude is strange. Yeah.
3: Go well, ahead. i tell you Tony what, the Milwaukee,
2: the Milwaukee Brewers right now are the funnest team in Major League Baseball. And you're right, Coach. They are laying loose. I mean, they are playing loose. They are just playing it. And, you know, they got nothing to lose. You know, they're happy to be here, and they're happy to be where they're at right now. And right now, it's a 2-2, and you're right. The best two out of three. Got to play one more in St. Louis than to come home and take it home.
1: Zach Greinke pitching for the Brewers today against Jaime Garcia. Ronnie Santo, if you could. I think we're all familiar with the work of Zach Greinke. But uh, tell us a little bit, Ron, about St. Louis pitcher today, the veteran, Jaime Garcia. Uh,
3: Well, uh, he, he likes to work quickly. And, uh, he does. He, he loves the he loves the pitch with a lead. Really, and uh, he likes to work ahead in the count.
1: Really, does he uh-huh. like to keep the ball down in the strike zone as well?
3: Yes, and if he so- can, he likes to keep hitters off balance. <laughs>
1: that's amazing. It's the same thing you said about the last forty-two pitchers, but that's great analysis, Ron. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Big John, are you ready for a little football this weekend? What's what's floating your boat? College, pro, and uh, we got to make your beat the Schmoes football picks, my friend.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to the pros. I'm going to go to the pros. I am going to go to college. We're going to start off with the Badgers. You know, i uh, got to stick with my hometown team. You know, they're playing Indiana, and, you know, I see the points on that. I'm still going to go with the Badgers in that game.
3: He's, he's laying 40 points, coaches. What do you say? Minus 40. Come on. I am not kidding. Forty. Wisconsin's a 40-point favorite over the Hoosiers, so I'm thinking about
1: taking them. (laughs) 40? Are you serious? I'm serious. It's 40 points. 40
0: points? points. Minus minus 40.
1: I'm not an an Indiana fan, uh, Wisconsin, John, but on behalf of all of our listening brethren just uh, east of us in the uh, Indianapolis and fine state of India, I take that as a personal insult. 40 points?
3: Do you realize that Wisconsin may have the greatest team ever in the history of this program?
1: I've been a Wisconsin fan from the get-go. I said, uh, really, I don't know why I'm turning into a Wisconsin guy. I said the Packers are underrated this year. They're going to go 15-1. and And I said Wisconsin could win the national championship. So you don't need to convince me on that. But 40 points?
3: Oof. That, that game does have 56 to 10 written all over it, Coach. How can Wisconsin stop? I
1: mean, mm-hmm. how
3: can, uh, they can't be stopped by Indiana.
1: All right. Big John, you're uh, you're willing to give up 40 points.
3: Willing to give
1: up the 40 point. All right. Charity begins yeah. at home.
2: What's next? That's exactly right. My next team, I hate to really give the one-two punch, but Illinois taking out Ohio State Buckeyes. Guys, oh, you know, I think it's going to be Illinois and Wisconsin for the Big Ten Championship. However, I see upset Saturday with Illinois. Ohio, I'm picking.
3: Holy mackerel. He's taking the Shock. four-point, coach.
1: Shocking. Set the ball across the field. Show them Ohio's here. We got the team, so why not set the earth reverberating with a mighty cheer? Oh, hi, oh. Big dog, your thoughts. Uh it hurts a little bit. It cuts deep, but well, uh just, forgetting but you're an objective, you know, you're a professional before you're a rooter. Uh looking at the game objectively. We know you're rooting for Illinois, but what do you think? Ohio State it uh, sounds weird, but the Buckeye's an underdog of Memorial Stadium.
3: Yeah, how often is Ohio State on underdogs? So it's, it's awfully good to be if you're betting on Ohio State to actually be getting points instead of laying points for the first time in about
1: mm-hmm. 50. But how so do you I, see the game playing out again, uh, being the true professional that you are?
3: I, I see, uh, I see uh, <laughs> Whitney Merciless and Clay Buchanan introducing themselves to every single quarterback they put on the field.
1: What are you saying? The Ohio State offensive line has been watching tapes of the Bears?
3: Do you remember the last 10 minutes of our show where I I basically, that's what I talked
1: about last night? I I taped it back and committed it to memory.
3: That's good to know.
1: (laughs) I'm getting under Big Dog's craw today. (laughs) I'm enjoying the show so far. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, Big John, what's your third pick?
2: My third pick. Got to go up to Green Bay. (laughs) I got to take Green Bay over St. Louis. I know they've given up a bunch of points, but it's going to be the Green Bay Packers
3: on my pick. Yeah, I, I don't know how many they're giving up, but is it like fourteen? Is it it's Isn't that forty? <laughs> 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 it's, it's probably fourteen or so. I, I, have I, to I think it's.
1: That. I think it's fifteen.
3: Okay. Yep, fifteen points. I believe it is.
1: Oh, you get you know everyone's thinking it's a trap pick. You got zero and four Saint Louis. You got what five and zero Green Bay. But you know what? I don't think it is a trap. I I think you're right on, Big John. I think the Packers could give up the fifteen. Where's where the game at again?
2: I believe it
3: is. Is it, it, Lambeau Field? Isn't that big uh, dog? Yeah, it'll be the it'll be the almost frozen tundra Lambeau Field is where they're playing. I think.
1: Okay. Yeah, fifteen is a bargain in that case, but. Uh, all right, so Big John, we got a definite Wisconsin vent, and while you're at it, you, you, I'm sure you're going to assume that the Brewers will be uh, knocking off St. Louis.
2: I believe. Well, I think it's going to be a close game uh, tonight there in St. Louis, but I believe that there's a possibility. You know that pitcher that got going for St. Louis, he's got a seven point something ERA, and you know I, Big Dog was partly right. The guy likes to pitch when he has a lead, because that's the only way he's going to keep that lead is when he's got in the lead. If he's behind. Watch out! The Brewers are going to come alive. They even play, may play that small ball again and manufacture some runs.
1: Cardinals are going to try to get to a game seven, Big Dump, Because correct me if I'm wrong, they got Carpenter ready. If it is a game seven, and help me out here now, are they taking? They got to be taking a day off tomorrow. So game yeah. seven, if it happens, would be a Monday night, correct?
3: Yes, it, yeah, yes, it would. It end up being uh, Gallardo versus Carpenter. Ooh. Now Gallardo at St. Louis matchup up against Carpenter is, is yes. uh, definitely advantage St. Louis. Well, but if it's Carpenter versus Gallardo in Milwaukee, it's an even ball game. It's a it's a fifty fifty game. It really is. Okay. So th- this is a must win for St. Louis. If they don't win this game, they don't. You know what I mean? They don't even get to Carpenter. So that's what Milwaukee has to do is they have to win Game Five and Game Six before Chris Carpenter becomes yes. involved in the equation. Yep. Honestly, if you're if you're a Brewer fan, you I know you're thinking, oh, we got two games in Milwaukee after this, but you don't want to face that. That dude is incredible in, in a clutch situation.
1: Although they do have a little confidence factor, of, uh, Big John, if it does come to Monday's game, not that the Brewers killed Carpenter, but they did see him once already, so it's not like it's the fresh memories of the incredible one nothing win over Philadelphia. They saw him, and they actually hit him pretty well. I mean, they lost, but it wasn't like Carpenter dominated, so that might help their confidence a little bit.
2: Well, I also have some inside information that when it does come back to Milwaukee on both games, they are going to be closing the roof. Uh, for both games. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Wait,
1: they are going to be what for both games?
2: Well, Major League Baseball is the one that decides if the roof stays open or stays closed during the uh, championship playoffs. <coughs> now, I hear through some inside information that no matter what the weather condition is going to be on Sunday and Monday, the roof will be closed.
1: Interesting. Interesting. All right, and so, I think
2: that benefits Milwaukee more than it benefits St. Louis.
1: Some uh, inside information for us, Big Dell. No, we don't get inside information much on this show at firsthand, anyway. So we I, appreciate I, that.
3: I would definitely think it, it, it helps. Uh, well, you know, the ball flies supposedly more when the roof is open as opposed to closed, and there's more home run hitters in the in the Brewer lineup than in the in the St. Louis lineup. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it really truly benefits the Milwaukee Brewers.
1: All right.
3: Well, we'll, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, yep. there's going to be at least one game over there with the roof closed.
1: When we come back on Monday, Big Dog, next time we talk, we might know who's playing in the uh, 2011 World Series. Tigers uh, avoided elimination by winning yesterday seven to five. They had to rest their bullpen, and uh, what was the kid's name that come in and got the uh, the final six outs? It got a little was it ten. Phil Coke. Yeah, Phil. Phil uh, Phil Coke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
2: Yeah, Coke was his last
1: name. Yep. So uh, they survived for another day, but I would think uh, Wisconsin, John, looks like Texas is going to win that series. Well, it
2: looks like that uh, Detroit decided to have a Coke and a smile and ended that game pretty good and still in it. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: I, I would not actually just anoint them the American League championship besides game five. The first four games were absolutely ridiculously incredible and nail-biting. Yep. So I wouldn't. Just the way the Texas Rangers have played this season, I would not automatically assume that the, the, right, the Rangers now, are moving on.
1: Day off today for them, Saturday. So if there's a Game 7, correct me if I'm wrong, Big Dub, but that will conflict directly with our Chicago Bear, Minnesota Vikings, Sunday Night National TV? Uh, yeah,
3: that's too Ooh. bad. That is too bad. Because, uh, normally, Ouch. during the World Series, all of a sudden there isn't Sunday Night Football. Have you noticed that? Right. They do that every year, but yeah, they they don't care about the the National League Championship Series. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, you know, the the Brewers versus uh, St. Louis on Sunday night against the Bears. At this point, unless uh, Demarcus Webb or Jamarcus Webb continues to have false start penalties, I really think I'm watching the football game. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I hate to tell you, Major League Baseball.
1: Yeah, well, I, I might put the tape machine in effect, but I, I would definitely tape and somehow watch at least. The last two or three innings of a game seven, got to do that.
3: Yeah, well, and with
1: all the but... commercials that they put in a Monday, you know, Sunday night football, you got plenty of time to do that. All right, Wisconsin, John, great call. So we got you down for the Badgers over Indiana, Ohio State. It still sounds weird to say, but in a upset plus the four over Illinois, Green Bay over St. Louis. If you win, my friend, we may be sending you cash courtesy of our um, fine people here, at two guys in a mic show. You know, I
2: love cold hard cash, folks.
1: We do, too. We don't part with it very easy, and the Schmoes have been awful tough to beat only twice this year have the Schmoes been beat. So we we welcome the challenge, my friend.
2: All right, you guys, keep it straight. Uh, Talk to you guys later. Take care, guys.
1: All right. Thank you, Big John. Big John checking in. You can too. Make your picks. Make some comments. We're right here for you. User friendly. Sports talk radio. Big dog and a coach. No reason to be nervous when you come on. Quite frankly, there's not that many people listening to you. 888-463-6748. Big dog. And does, uh, any other comments on the NFL in general week coming up, uh, before you make your picks, my friend? Uh, I gotta keep saying my friend.
3: The, the NFL in general? No, I have nothing like to speak of about the NFL in general, Coach.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, unless you want something, you want me to speak in generalities and banalities.
1: Well, let's bring up a couple of things here before we let's lead up to the suspense of beat the schmoes, and I will uh, let you select if you want to go first, second, or no, third. I it last this, this week. Okay, that's fine. A couple of thoughts. What do you think? Uh, you know, I don't know if it's shocking, but a little bit of a surprising pick, Team Tebow. Is going to finally take the reins for the Denver Broncos. Good move, bad move, quick surge before a downfall. How do you see that playing out in Denver?
3: No, it's, that's a great move by them. They got to figure out what they got uh, under the under the center in, in, in Tebow. So you might as well do it now anyway. So they don't have Wharton under contract next year. They don't have Brady Quinn under contract. Might as well figure out what he's got okay. now. And the fans are begging for it. Yep. So give the fans what they want. They they want to see some guy run around for ten seconds in the pocket and make. Incredible incompletions, Tim Tebow's their guy.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I agree and with by you. The way, yeah. And by the way, uh, God said he was going to do absolutely fine this week. Who? God. And if you if you bet against Tim Tebow, Coach, it means you don't
1: Oh, like- I got you. Okay,
3: he, he, you I don't got like- you. obviously.
1: Well, they'll so. be saying a lot of prayers down in Denver to see if that comes through, but who was it, the... Uh- Famous, well, there was some famous coach who said, uh, "I always said prayers before the game, and he said I always found out my prayers were answered a lot more when my team was bigger and faster than the other guys." That
3: that, that totally makes <laughs> sense. I know exactly what you're talking about, coach.
1: Yeah, that wasn't me, but it was some coach. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. We're about to make our beat the schmoes football predictions. We can sneak you in if you want, uh, and you can always email your predictions to it, Mike two guys aol.com mic in the number 2 uh Houston Texans big dog a lot of people thought they're going to get over the hump this year they've played pretty good football so far big game for them they're taking on the ravens but Mario Williams i think one of the top 10 defensive player maybe top 5 i don't know if you can compare well you can't compare you know losing Mario Williams like a you know the indianapolis offense losing Peyton Manning but he arguably is the is an the most valuable maybe not the best defensive player could one argue he was the most valuable player he elevated the defense more than any other player
3: And if you consider how porous their past defense is, he was it was extremely important for him to be getting after the quarterback for them and, and putting pressure on because I'll bet he is really important to think about this week the Texans are dealing with the fact that Andre Johnson isn't playing Matt Schaub isn't playing and their best defensive players out for the season. Texans are going to get their butt handed to them this weekend unless a couple people step Mm -hmm. up. And I don't even know who the backup quarterback is for the Houston Texans.
1: Yeah, too bad too because uh, maybe it still will be. But you thought this was the year, you know? Houston's got potential. They played good at times. Gary Kubiak still the uh, the mentor up there.
4: Absolutely. He's doing okay. a fine
1: job. Yeah, I think he's a pretty good coach, but you thought this was the year they were going to get over the top, maybe win big games, you know, beat Baltimore at Baltimore. They're capable, but you take Shaw and in particular Mario Williams and uh, you got big trouble in Houston.
3: And the third best receiver in the game of football.
1: Yep. So, now, now Williams is out for the season. Andre Johnson and not. Yeah,
3: Andre Johnson has a hamstring and they're treating it like uh if you touch me the China doll will break. I don't know why he's not back on the field this week.
1: He might be. Our inside sources, I wouldn't count him out just yet. Same well, thing my, with Schaub. I, I think both those guys could play.
3: Well, they, they both should, yeah. by the way.
1: Yeah, tape him up and get him back out there. Exactly. It's only a pulled hammy? Come on. <laughs> Come on. What about uh, the Green Bay Packers now? They lost one tackle against the Bears, right? Balaga. They now lose another tackle, not for the season, but, you know, they're veteran the leader of the offensive line, they're Olin Kreutz, if you will, and Chad Clifton.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How does that mess up the Green Bay Packers? I know they've been able to adopt it a lot better than the Bears have, anyways.
3: Uh, for the Packers, it seems like whoever they put on the field produces. Let's, let's face it; I mean, for them. So, um, uh, I mean, they have played phenomenal football no matter who they have on the field, and, and isn't that what it's about? You know, like when when you're a team and you have an injury, you expect first. Play like an NFL football player, mm-hmm. and that's what—that's hopefully the Bears will have more of that. The, the Packers have definitely had that. Mm-hmm. Who's ever uh, replaced a guy that's been injured has played phenomenally well.
1: Yeah, he's a key guy though. Chad Clifton uh, has been a—the word fixture sometimes is overused. He has been a fixture in the Green Bay Packer offensive line. That dude is a pretty good ball player, so they might miss him more than we think. 888-463-6748 is some of the storylines coming up for a football Friday. Will it be upset Saturday in college football? We will see. NFL games pretty good right here in Chicago. Big Dog Sunday night, National TV. Uh, Donovan McNabb has not played well. Does he break out against the Bears? He's had success at Soldier Field. I'm a little worried he's going to have a... His breakout game for the Vikings. Adrian Peterson, best running back of the Bears, obviously, in bad need of a victory. So one could argue, despite the records, it could be a pretty good Sunday night national TV game.
3: Uh, you know, yeah, this, this, despite the records, yeah. I mean, I, I see it being a pretty good game. For, for some reason, I, I feel like the Bears will play to the level of their opponent. I mean, if you think about the Detroit game, that was actually a pretty decent game. Not in terms of uh, watchability, just uh, for contention the, the whole entire game. And they should blow Minnesota out because all Minnesota has is purple Jesus. But other than that, they don't really have much. But I think we're going to. It's going to be a dogfight for four quarters.
1: Interesting. What do you think about Lovey Smith making some changes? Uh, two changes in the free safety and strong safety, and also uh, retooling the offensive line a bit.
3: It's, it's definitely about time. If you think about it, defensively, the biggest weaknesses for the Bears have been at the safety position and at the offensive line position. It's about time. Now, if they had actually a wide receiver to replace the guys that go out there and, and run routes and get covered, then they'd probably be replacing wide receivers too, but there's no uh, nobody, no backup second. You know, they have one touchdown catch this whole season after the wide receiver position coach. Ouch. In six games. Wow. I don't, I don't remember what it was. I think it's Dane Zanzibacher, but nobody else has a touchdown catch. Mm-hmm. This I, I'm, I'm sick of complaining about the Bears. but
1: That's I amazing. Just, yeah. Through uh, five games. Now, I know Kellen Davis has caught a couple. Uh-huh. But one wide receiver has caught a touchdown pass.
3: That is exactly right, Coach. So
1: Calvin Johnson, or many good NFL receivers, are uh, by themselves easily outdistancing the Bears' collective unit.
3: Yes. Yeah, That just put it simply, that you hit it exactly right. Ouch.
1: Ouch. Adrian Peterson appears to be playing his best football around, dog. Uh, clearly, they're going to load up and try to stop Adrian Peterson, but, and I think they, they will. I think they will, but are you worried, Donovan McNabb? Back in Chicago where he played his uh, high school football, very comfortable at Soldier Field. little concerned he has his breakout game Sunday no, night.
3: No, every every time he would come in with the Eagles, besides the playoff game, the Bears would smack him right in the face. It'll it'll continue this this week. I'm not worried about that. One. Okay. Old, slow.
1: <laughs> Old and slow.
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: All right, maybe likes, we'll see. the guy. Definitely maybe we'll see. Uh, we might see Christian Ponder before it's over.
3: Uh, without question, McNabb, one of the most likable football players that ever walked the earth. Yes. But, but yeah, not this week. All right.
1: But you are saying at this point, and uh, he could be listening, who knows, Vikings are uh, probably sitting in a hotel room. Some of them got their computers popped open. You might have just given a little bit of locker room feeder and fodder, Big dough They don't know. They they probably think you're a, a big name here in the city of Chicago, and you basically have cooked and said that Donovan McNabb is uh, overdone. Not overdone, he's done.
3: Yes, he is done, Coach. Okay.
1: Donovan, if you're listening, uh, that's my partner, Joel. Between the two of us, he's the younger one, the bigger one, and the one with less hair, although the hair part is pretty close.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I I can deal with the fact that I predicted that Donovan McNabb will not beat up the Bears this Sunday. Yes, Coach, I I can live with that one.
1: That's outstanding. Outstanding. All right, uh, so you want to go third in the beat the Smokes?
3: Yes, please, so I can actually pick (laughs) A. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, big dog! I'm not feeling the joy today. I'm not feeling as the song says in Lion King. We, don't, where is the love tonight?
3: Oh, I'm sorry. Trust me, the love is there,
1: Coach. Okay. I feel like you're being distracted.
3: I feel, I, I feel like you've been trying to taunt me for 40 minutes.
1: That's pretty much been the case.
3: Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm giving you back what you're getting right now,
1: Coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is why, David. Somehow or other, the two of us need to be in the same room. This is much better. Well, we're in the same room and you know, you can, the conflict could rise to, to another level. A,
3: a crescendo,
1: yeah. Yeah, I don't know about a crescendo, I, but at least we could go to another level. Viva la Mexico! Oh goodness. How was that Mexican vacation, big dog?
3: I think we went over this, dog.
1: <laughs> By the way, in the Chicago marathon, I was standing about two or three peoples away from a young grandmotherly, well, not young and grandmother a grandmotherly looking woman who was by herself and holding the Mexican flag. And it was very cool where every, I don't know, one out of every 100 runners, one out of every 150, every four or five minutes or so, the runners would know to f- see that, and they'd make a point of heading over to the flag, hey, Viva la Mexico! And she would go, Viva la Mexico! It was pretty cool to see that kind of country spirit.
3: That is good, Coach. I, I wish I was there, and then afterwards, I would have, I would have asked her for some homemade tortillas. <laughs>
1: All right, David Olson, smartass. Uh, David, you want to go first or second? I'm more than happy to lead off today, but you're you're the hot pistol right now.
0: Why, why don't you lead off? All right, here we go. I'm feeling good, by the way. Because I'm on the fence on a couple of picks, and if okay. you're, you, you, you I want to see which way you go with them. Because right, well, I know if I go the opposite way, take it easy. Go. Hey, I'm, I'm I'm bouncing back here. I'm bouncing back two and one. Then
1: I had an 0-3, 2-1, and, 3, 2 and 1. so two out of the last three weeks have been over 500. I'm on the way up, and I'm feeling, ever since I fired my staff, Big Doug, I've been doing better. This is true, Coach. I got rid of the whole. My beat-the-schmoes is uh, assisting and administrative staff. Interns, I got rid of them all after three games and uh, have been doing much, much better. Now, after my bold college football upsets predictions, uh-huh. you'll be happy to know, like the weasel I am, I'm going to the NFL for all three picks. <laughs> that, that. All right, I'm taking the New York Giants against the Buffalo Bills. Giants favored by three and a half at home. I just think uh, the Buffalo Bill love can only go so far. I'll probably get burned again like I did last week, but I'll take the uh, Giants over the Bills. Lions and the 49ers. Pretty cool game, dog. Arguably the two surprise teams in the NFL going at it.
3: Yeah, who would have thought that the Lions versus San Francisco would yeah. have been the biggest game of, of week number
1: six? Who yeah, exactly. Is. Who would have thought after ten games they're collectively nine and one? I mean, incredible job by Jimmy Harbaugh. I'm going to take the Detroit Lions. Got to give up four and a half points. They're playing at Detroit. You know how the crowd was against the Bears. They'll even be louder. Well, I don't know about that, but they'll be as loud against the San Francisco 49ers. Got to give up four and a half points. I will do that. I'll take the Lions over the 49ers. And finally, Jaguars and the Steelers. Pittsburgh, coming off a big win. Everybody thinks, oh, the Steelers are back on track. I don't think so. I think it's going to be this kind of year for the Steelers. On the track, off the track, on the track. If they get into the playoffs, dog, they're going to barely squeeze in. Jack Del Rio is a proud man. He's in his final days of coaching. The Jacksonville career is going to end, but Jack Del Rio, the puffy-chested one, he can still fire up a ball club. I think Steelers might win, but the Jaguars are getting 12 points. I'll take Jacksonville and 12 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got it right there.
3: Yeah, I, I got to tell you something. You know, uh, Jack Del Rio is bringing in his sister Vanessa Del Rio for yes. a, a pregame speech. Yep. And it should really work for those and guys.
1: She is a woman not afraid to sport a little facial hair. From what I, I hear,
3: I never really noticed the facial hair when she was doing her work.
1: Coach. You should you should look more closely.
3: Okay, well, I, I really I was I always noticed something else <laughs> on Vanessa Del Rio.
1: I'll bet you do, but a very very tough young lady. Is there actually is a Vanessa Del Rio? Yeah,
3: there is. of course really? there is.
1: Really, I thought you were joking.
3: Well, she's uh It's good to know that you don't know who she is, Coach. Is the best way for me to say. She's what? more of a, she's a, a professional. How, how do we say? Uh, like, a, like, she's big in France. This is the best way I can
1: say. It. She's big in France. Uh huh. Not sure that quite does it for me, but we'll leave it at there. I thought you were just joking. You're making up some there actually is a f- the famous sister of Jack Del Rio.
3: Is Vanessa Del Rio, yeah. Okay.
1: Then I, t- I take back all the comments about the facial hair from my good friends in France. All right. Uh Big Dog's gonna go last. Here he is, folks, one of the hottest predictors in the country versus the spread. Producer X started there, David Olsen.
0: Philadelphia is favored by one and a half over the Redskins at Washington, all over the Eagles in this one. Even so though
3: Eagles finally rise. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Washington, even though they're at home, they are not as good as their record would indicate.
2: What are you talking about? They beat the Cardinals by a field goal.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. I almost took this one, too, David. I hate to tell you. I don't want to disappoint you, but I, I I would be with you. All right, so
0: Philadelphia yeah. over the uh, Redskins. Right. Uh, game number two, uh, New Orleans is favored by four and a half at Tampa Bay. All over the Saints in this one, mm. too. Don't know about that. I think they're going to they're gonna destroy Tampa Bay. Don't know about that.
3: Tampa Bay, for some reason, has always like had the number of the same, the New Orleans Saints for some reason. That's a tricky one, David. Yeah. That's a yeah. one. But
1: as hot as you are right now, I'm putting my money on the thing. I don't know. That game is at Tampa Bay. Yep. You'll be happy to know, David. I, I would pick Tampa Bay on this one.
0: Okay. Uh and then <laughs> finally, uh San Francisco at Detroit. Uh I'm gonna take San Fran on this one. I think the, 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 the streak has gotta end sometime and I think this is the this is the end of the streak of the lines. So.
3: How many points are they getting?
0: Four, according Four. to okay, what I've that, got here. Okay. <laughs>
3: That's, that's not bad. Honest, I'll take yeah. four
0: points in that game. I would rather. I would
3: definitely lean towards the 49ers, and somehow the Lions have played down to the competition all year and have barely won five games. Well, they did destroy the Chiefs. But other than that, they have four
0: nail-biter victories, if you consider what played out in the game. Mm-hmm.
1: Alex uh, Smith revitalized by uh, Jimmy Harbaugh. It's
0: unbelievable how, how well he's been playing. Yeah.
1: And Frank Gore. Is. Frank Gore yeah. is like a yeah. – like well, even as an old man, he wasn't too bad, but he's playing like a new man too, so – uh
3: and the, the, the 49ers, I mean Alex like Har boss came in and done exactly what Alex Smith needed going you know taking part of his strength and this might be funny. none of us like it. He doesn't throw the ball further than 10 yards on the field, but it's saying one two three and he gets the ball out to a wide receiver who's only run five yards on the field and they throw the ball every single down, but he doesn't throw it down the field at all. But if you're the Detroit Lions, that's going to drive them crazy because they're all about hitting the quarterback. They won't hit Alex Smith this week. He'll get rid of the ball before he gets uh, his paws on him. Mm-hmm. The paws on
1: him. Right. I doubt we're going to have it on TV. I haven't checked out the schedule, but that should be an uh, entertaining game, no doubt. All right, Big Dong. Well, Olson's picks I'm, are in. Coaches' picks are in. We're only missing one thing. your much-anticipated football predictions.
3: Uh, of course, I'm sticking with uh, college football like I do every single week. You guys give us the pro games. I'll give you the college games. Uh Flat out, I cannot believe when you talk about those four upsets that you didn't bring up the one that is most likely in a massive upset. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but Alabama's a 28-point favorite going into the Orchard of Old Miss, <clears throat> coach. This is going to end up being one of those games where Alabama barely gets the win. You're mm-hmm. going to go and they're going to, we're going to smile. Oh, road games in the SEC are difficult to get. 28-point favorites on the road, too much. Uh, Mississippi wow. makes it one heck of a football game at the orchard.
1: Is Mississippi that bad this year that they're twenty-eight point dogs at home?
3: They're they're pretty bad, but they always play Alabama well, coach. Every single year they seem to play Alabama well, even in Alabama.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So I really, I really, really like this game, everybody. Uh, Alabama's always known for like their downer. Every single year where they barely win a game, and then everybody talks about what a great coach Nick Saban is afterwards. That's going to happen after this game now. Another game that I love this week is Baylor Bears as a nine point dog going into Texas A and M. If everybody's seen these two teams play, we all know one thing. The so scoreboard might go out because Texas <laughs> Texas Texas A and M doesn't have a defense. Coach, they're horrible. They have a horrible defense. And Baylor might have one of the best offenses in the country. And they also have Robert Griffin or Robert Griffin the third R C three, whatever you want to call this dude. The 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 points will be – there will be plenty of points. Legitimately, the score of this game is going to end up being like 45-42. I have no idea who the winner is, but nine points is too much. Take the Baylor Bears plus the nine. The other game that I have, proud to say this. And by the way, I just looked it up. We gave Wisconsin John way too many points for Wisconsin. We gave him plus before, but I've been looking at it. It's either three or three and a half. But I am extremely confident that the University of Illinois will play their best game of the season – They will be all over whatever quarterback they put back there, whether he's white and slow or young and African-American and running all over the field. Whoever they put back there is going to get beat up really, really bad.
1: Fighting the line over the Buckeyes, you're giving up the three and a half.
3: Without question, Coach. Beautiful. It it feels good to actually say that and actually Mm -hmm. mean it for the first time since 1983.
1: Mm -hmm. I I don't think there's too many uh, real college football insiders, 15th rank or not, that are that excited about University of Illinois. I think if they do beat Ohio State, I don't think the excitement level is going to go off the charts. But I think people will officially start to take notice that they can beat the Buckeye.
3: Well, when people talk, actually, they say, "Well, what does it take for a winning football team?" People throw that out there. Well, you got to have a quarterback that takes care of the football. You want to be able to run the ball. And on defense, you want to be able to attack the other team's quarterback and tackle well. Well, Illinois does all those things well. Yep. The only thing Illinois does poorly is kick coverage. They're horrible. They are horrible,
1: coach. Yeah, they're not. They're not they great have, returning kicks either.
3: I don't know what. The, yeah, the, uh, our, our guy Langford, number twelve, who's supposed to be like this breakout athlete. Well, we haven't seen him bust out yet. He hasn't broken anything. Mm-hmm. And on uh, on their kick coverage, coach, I I am not kidding you. When LNA goes for a field goal with Derek Dempsey, I'm, I'm like, no, no, I don't want to try that's like giving up four points. Yeah, we made three, but there goes the seven the other way. I'm not kidding. I'm a, like legitimately, when you're, when we talk about go for it on fourth down, think of the consequences. If you kick a field goal, the other team gets the ball on the 45-yard line because you might have to kick the ball off. That's how bad LNA's kick coverage is right now. It's pathetic. It's Ouch.
1: horrible. Ouch. All right. Well, every team's got a weakness. You know, special teams uh – uh. Hopefully they can shore it up. I'll tell you, one weakness they don't have, and you were completely right about this, Big Dog, and I was completely wrong, and that is the sophomore quarterback, who I had a lot of questions with last year. I was not fully convinced, but Nathan Chihas, he is the real deal.
3: Your complaint about him, Coach, is still an issue. Much less. His accuracy, obviously, is 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 needed improvement. But the thing I've always liked about the kid is his decision-making. He just seems to do the right thing on the field consistently. They have a leader, they have a and a playmaker. He's not just the guy that takes care of the football and doesn't make mistakes. He's yep. a playmaker and he can do both. That yep. he very rarely does something stupid on the football field, and he's only a sophomore. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why he's the greatest player in the history of Missouri high school football.
1: I never heard really? that he had that. I mean, Missouri high school football has had some great players. That was the. That was the, uh, the 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 mantle on him as he came to the University of Illinois? One of them, one of them
3: and I'm just going to ask. Wow. I just put him as the greatest, even though he was considered wow. one of the greatest. Because he started as a freshman, and he, he won a couple state championships, but lost the state championship his senior year. With undefeated team, like supposedly the greatest in Missouri's history, and he mm-hmm. lost the championship game. And ever since then, like he's blamed himself, and all he wants now is just to win every game. He doesn't care what his stats are, he just wants mm-hmm. to win.
1: So. Alright. Well, he's been very, very good. His accuracy much, much better. He's a outside candidate for Big Ten player there. I think he's in the, the hunt right now, as is his receiver, AJ Jenkins. But what I've been impressed with, <laughs> Dog, is he throws, uh, his accuracy has improved, and particularly, under pressure, in clutch moments, that's when he's thrown some balls right on the target. So, uh-huh. if you you know, he's thrown some inaccurate ones, but they haven't come at crucial times. When it's counted, he, uh, he has delivered.
3: And, and, you know, you know, I'm a Nate Steelhaus guy, but I just want to throw this out there. You're right about his accuracy and all that, but you are a lot more accurate when you tend to be throwing the ball to A.J. Jenkins right now, who catches everything. Oh my. Talk about a guy that, you know, it always happens every year where a guy comes out of nowhere in college football and you're like, wow, this guy's a first round draft pick. If A.J. Jenkins isn't drafted in the first round, or really if Ben was drafted like the. The, like the 70th player overall. He was a wide receiver from Illinois. This kid, AJ Jenkins is a trillion times better than it really has been. So if he doesn't go with the first round, I mean, legitimately coach, you just throw it in his vicinity and he is so lanky, so long, and it wants the ball so much.
4: Mm-hmm. goes
3: up and gets it. It's like when the ball's in the air, there's no other person around him. He just goes and gets it. He's, Legitimately, no. in the year of the wide receiver in college football, with Blackman and uh, the, and uh, you know Alshon Jeffrey of South Carolina, and all there's numerous receivers all around the country. Uh, AJ Jenkins is like yeah. setting himself apart from everybody.
1: Yeah, the Oklahoma pair are both uh, NFL yeah. ready to go at this point.
3: The Olsen Royals still, yeah. I mean, those guys are. Those, there are so many great wide receivers this year that if the Bears don't have a playmaker on the outside who's a rookie next year. I will be disgusted. And you know, I never asked them to draft the wide receiver, but it, this is the year of the wide receiver. They better get one, folks. Mm-hmm. They better get one of these kids.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hopefully, uh, Jerry Angelo, one of the members of the Angelo family, no, is no, listening. Not cause...
3: Angelo. Not Angelo. I, I have his daughter or like, niece <laughs> make
1: the pick. What
2: these receivers
1: Maybe I we'll tell him? you what. We'll, we'll compromise. We'll have Veronica Del Rio make the pick. But, you know, you bring up an interesting point because <laughs> you talk about A.J. Jenkins. Here's a guy who might have been, you know, in the sights of NFL Scouts, but not high on the list. Now through five I was
3: hoping he'd have a good year, Coach, is what I was hoping. All right, I well, that's what get. he was hoping too. But
1: but uh through five or six games he has, you know, become right now if they voted he's a first or second team at worst, third team All american and probably a first round draft choice. So here's the point I'm trying to make now. The next three games, next four games for Illinois, if you just talk money could be worth as much as a couple of million, maybe a million dollars to AJ Jack. In other words, if he continues to play at a high level, he's a mid-first round pick. I don't know what do, what a mid-first round picks get guaranteed.
3: You're talking, okay? Uh, it, it's changed now because of the because of the new collective bargaining agreement. Yeah. So it isn't the ridiculous money that these guys used to get. Okay, so it's more like wow. Okay, that makes sense. As opposed to like two years ago, like two years ago, if he would have been the fifteenth player taken overall as a wide receiver, coach, he would have gotten automatic four years, okay, and he would have got a thirty million dollar contract, and it would have been about twelve million of okay. guaranteed money.
1: Okay, okay, so twelve. We're running out of time, so I want to get to the point. a so twelve million. On the other hand, you know, here's the guy who's played great. If he starts to, to level off, let's not say collapse. But doesn't become the primer. Maybe drops a few passes, slips a little bit. All of a sudden, he's into the mid to end of the second round, and at that point, guaranteed money is,
3: uh, is he will get he would get four years, eight million dollars with about okay. $1 dollars guaranteed. So
1: he my would, point is eleven million dollars. Yeah. My point is it could be eight, nine, ten million dollars could be riding on his next three games. Do the players? And a quick response here: Do the players like sit in their Dorm rooms at times, and think about that. And if they do, how do you handle playing under that kind of pressure?
3: Uh, they definitely think about it. And the way you handle playing that is when you lace them up, you put your helmet on, you realize one Oof. thing that is don't concentrate and focus on playing football. Yeah, but There's eight left guys over there that are willing to kill you because they're thinking, well, as a defensive back. If I get drafted in the first round, I'll mm. make X. Okay, yeah. you know what I'm saying, Coach? Yeah, I you do, but just so the, the worry.
1: Carry. When the ball's past you, the worry that if it slips through your hands a couple of times in the next three games, it literally can be a million bucks or a couple of million bucks. That's a lot going on a 21-year-old kid.
3: Uh, you, you're right, Coach, but what those 21-year-old kids have to realize is they're not affecting their 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 future earnings. They're affecting their teammates, whether they win or lose. Yeah. The month, they keep okay. it in that perspective. Right. They'll end up making a lot more money in the long run. Yeah,
1: perfect world. That sounds good. Hey, bottom line is Big Dog, have a great weekend. Sorry to annoy you here on a Friday morning, but look at it this way. Things will get better from here on out.
3: And you took none of your automatic bids. I mean is... you're getting 36 points in the whole <laughs> game and you <laughs> take 36.
1: Eh, uh, that's that's pretty backdoor. All right, we gotta get out of here. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening, everybody. Two guys at a mic, talkzone.com signing off. Big dog and a coach back at you Monday.